0: I, I'm a current, and I don't listen to you all day because that's fake news.
1: The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is... I Doubt It with Dollamore. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us, episode 664 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, joined today by the lovely, talented, and scholarly Brittany Page.
2: I thought you were gonna launch another vicious attack on me, not on Twitter this time, but just now, when you <laughs> the, looked at me... The murder
1: in my eyes?
2: Yeah, it was a little... There was some hostility there. What What was... What was the hostility? There's a lot
1: of movement. A lot of sound was coming from your rustling jacket that is unnecessary that you're wearing okay, right it now. It actually
2: is necessary because See, it is quite chilly let in me, this room.
1: Let me pod explain something to <laughs> you, Brittany Page.
2: Yeah. That please thing
1: do. that is directly in front of your mouth.
2: Uh-huh. The microphone?
1: Yeah. It, it is a microphone. Oh. And it is designed to pick up sound mm. that comes from whatever. Item that is going to make noise, whether oh. it be your mouth yeah, or...
2: Popeye's butthole.
1: The, <laughs> that is true, too. Uh-huh. Or the unnecessary jacket that yeah. you happen to be wearing
2: well, inside well, the studio. Well, like I said, it's quite chilly. We have all the windows open and the wind is blowing through the room. And I will take it off when I feel warm enough. And that uh, point uh, has not been reached. It has not so, been reached. Yeah, so... Calm down <laughs> with the hostility. I
1: I am calm. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel emotionally pretty good today. That's good. It's like every time we have a show we need to like check in. Yeah, give yeah. a <laughs> give a daily update on the on the emotionality, on the on the on the the mood.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: We had a very long thank God everybody thank God for Zoom right now. Or Skype or Google Hangouts or whatever your particular flavor is mm-hmm. a video conferencing tool. Mm-hmm. We happen to use Zoom and... Uh,
2: well, because we use it for the Patreon Hangouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to use Google Hangouts, but then our Patreon Hangouts grew to the point where it was... Sometimes more than 10 people in there. Yeah, yeah. And Google Hangouts at the time, I don't know if this has changed, didn't support that many people. Yeah, I I have no
1: idea. No, it was only, I think nine or 10 was the limit.
2: Yes, we had to buy a subscription through Zoom, but now that means that we can have more than 10 people on, we can apparently talk for as long as we want to. Yeah,
1: last night, (laughs) we did a call last night with like uh, our friend family, Mm -hmm. It's really it is our family. And for, like, six fucking hours... Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, seriously.
1: ...drinking and just having a great fucking time talking about deep things, talking about not deep things. Mm -hmm. It was a really great time. Yeah. So, I hope that all of you give it a shot. You know, if if you're... Like, even today, I'm restless. I just don't feel great. I mean, I'm emotionally fine, but I just... I feel feel restless, and that really, those kind of moments like last night, the the long moment, the six-hour deal, um, it really helps, I think.
2: Yeah. And I think it's good for people to stay connected. If you start to feel isolated, make sure that you're reaching out to people. Make sure even if you don't feel isolated that you're reaching out to people that maybe you think may be isolated and check on them and connect with them. And we all really need to step up and take care of each other. And I have definitely felt that myself. I feel like I can definitely do better at that too with checking on people that I know, but I feel very cared about lately because of the people that check up on me yeah. and, and it's it's been really nice to just kind of see people gather around each other and really have concern yeah yeah,
1: yeah. I, what I I think it is very very important I mean mainly for the fact I, I look at it this way that I'm usually kind of unaffected by stress or anxiety those things I, I don't know I'm maybe I'm just too dumb to 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 open up myself and think about it it doesn't really bother me but if I'm feeling the way I'm feeling, people who are prone to that kind of shit, they really got to be going through something. So it, it is important. We're saying the obvious here, but it is super important to to reach out and take care of your people. So.
2: And one thing I do want to talk about is that Headspace is offering free access to their platform through twenty twenty for all healthcare professionals in the United States. You just need your MPI. So um as long as you have your
1: what is all of that? You said a whole bunch of words I don't even like I don't know what headspace is. I don't know what NPI is.
2: NPI is National Provider Identifier and you just register. It's an identification number for healthcare providers. Hmm. And I had to get one recently, so I didn't know about it until I had to get one, but Headspace is the meditation app. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. um they're offering it because, you know, as they say that the healthcare professionals are taking care of people and they want to be here for those people. Yeah. And so they're offering access to their meditation app.
1: Very important. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So if you're out there and you have an MPI and you're a healthcare provider, uh, maybe look into taking advantage of that. That sounds like a great thing.
2: For sure. Just another way to to take care of yourself, make sure you're staying healthy in these very strange Very weird
1: times. (laughs) Super fucking weird times. Well, and
2: and what happened here... I know the CDC recently made this recommendation, but I think... Orange County and L.A. County, maybe the whole state of California, recommended the cloth masks for everybody if you're going to go out in public before the CDC came out and said that they recommend that for all Americans now.
1: Yeah. Yesterday, they made that announcement, I believe.
2: Yeah. And there's been a huge uptick already. Like We went to Costco, unfortunately, this morning. And I say unfortunately because, for the love of God, that was a nightmare. But... It's fine. Well, we had
1: to pick up Popeye's prescription. Right, because they refused will not to mail it. will not mail it to us.
2: But anyway, many people wearing masks. I would say if I had to break it down, it was probably... 80%. I was going to say like 70, yeah. 75%.
1: I was hoping we'd say the number at the same time to see how... How how accurate? We're both guessing.
2: I wasn't ready yet.
1: Yeah, the lion chair. Yeah, yeah.
2: I wasn't ready to say it. Well,
1: I wanted to indicate i well, that wasn't an interruption. Uh, I thought we were both going to say the number. Mm, we did not.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was more you were just excited to talk oh, about excited. how many people were wearing. Yeah. Masks. Oh
1: yeah. Oh, that, it, it was exciting because it puts me at ease.
2: Yeah, that a lot of people are taking it seriously.
1: Yeah, because look, it's not a it's not a a sure thing. But mm-hmm. it certainly cuts down the risk mm-hmm. lessens the risk
2: mm-hmm. well, especially in the case of you being asymptomatic and carrying it and yeah. then passing it to others um but I've seen a lot of and this is so frustrating to me it's it's the same with the gloves, right, but people oh my God, <laughs> people like touching the mask, yeah. people pulling it down, people. Like touching the front of it or wearing it only over their mouth and not over their nose. How many
1: people did you see with their mask that was presumably on when they walked in the place, having pulled down their mask, cell phone up to their fucking head, talking on the. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. So so we
2: kind of want to do a little PSA here. The mask is a commitment. Okay you have to have you have to have clean hands before you put it on your face if you're going to touch the front of it and you want to make sure that once it's on it's on like just think of it like that once it's on it's on okay until you come home and you take it off you, yeah. d- you don't want to be touching it you don't want to be messing around with it and i think it's hard for people because we're starting to realize how often we touch our faces. I mean, I'm kind of excluded from that as a previous germaphobe, current germaphobe. Uh, I was going to say
1: previous. Um, uh,
2: no, I mean it, it has continued, but I'm saying the people that now are experiencing germaphobe tendencies. Yeah. I was there earlier. Beat you to it. <laughs> and <laughs> um but it's the same thing with the gloves, right? I've seen people wearing gloves and then they're rubbing their nose and then they're touching the cart and then they're touching their phone. We
1: saw a lady with gloves on rubbing her eyes like she got habanero peppers in them. Just, just going to town on her face with her gloves on, which it, it, you might as well not have gloves. I mean, what's what's the fucking point of the gloves if you're going to rub your fucking COVID glove hands all over your eyes?
2: Yeah, so it's... If, if people are going to be wearing these things, you just want to make sure that you're being very mindful about how you're actually using them.
1: Yeah. It's not, it has no prophylactic effect if you're still going to be exhibiting and practicing the same behaviors that you shouldn't without the gloves. Don't touch your face without gloves. Don't touch your face with gloves. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And just because you have gloves on doesn't mean that you're not going to get germs on yourself Yes, if you're touching everything and then touching your face and touching your cell phone and touching everything else, right? You're just contaminating everything through the gloves.
1: (laughs) Everything's connected, everybody. It is. As Brittany has told me for years now.
2: Yes. But it, it is nice to see, like you said, that people are starting to take it seriously. For sure. Yeah. More people.
1: So, you know, another way that people can um, get in touch with others is through our phone number, Brittany Page. Absolutely. 657-464-7609. Of course, you always can email a voice memo from your smartphone to it at Last episode, we played Andy's voicemail.
2: Mm-hmm. The landlord. Who
1: is a landlord mm-hmm. in Oklahoma, and it sounds like he, they're, they're really making an effort to ease some of the problems that are, their that are, that tenants are facing. So that's a good thing. I did level some criticisms or mild criticisms, and I'm glad that Andy wasn't so infuriated that he shut, shut the fucking podcast off and stormed out or
3: whatever. He called back and got a little follow-up. Hey, guys, it's Andy in Oklahoma. I just wanted to do a quick follow-up um, first of all, uh, when I, I, I should have been more clear when I said I was running out of things to listen to, I have been listening to stuff like the dollop and you know entertainment type shows oh. rather than news type shows, Ouch. and I was running out of Ouch. those kind of shows, so I was having to go back to news. So Wha- I should have been more clear. You got- all
1: right, we're we're fucking pausing this.
2: How dare you?
1: This is a betrayal of all betrayals. Andy, uh, listen, Andy. I'm Andy right now. Yeah, of course, Andy.
2: How dare you, Andy? Listen,
1: th- I'm Andy right now. Yeah. So, I, I, what what I was saying was, I was listening to entertaining podcasts, and then you know, like when I decided to come back to the thing you guys do, you were my first choice of all the non entertaining podcasts that I listen to. You're my favorite, Jesse D <laughs> and Brittany P. <laughs> That's what Andy's saying right there. Mm. So thanks Andy. Yeah. We really you really get me right here. I'm indicating my heart area uh. of my body. <laughs> you really you get me in the in the feels. Yeah. That we're your first favorite. You we, we are your favorite podcast that isn't entertaining.
2: Right. Non-entertaining podcast. And I guess t- could just be the shorthand. Fantastic. Right? Mm-hmm.
3: And you guys were my first choice once I went back to, you know, <laughs> all the crap that depresses me. Anyway, But also on the evictions side of things, and, you know, I know that the toilet paper is just sort of a gesture, but uh, we actually just went through a seminar that basically is just saying, like, we're still, like, the the courts are closed right now, but they're still accepting evictions, and it's, for most landlords, it's sort of business as usual, right? They're just, if you got somebody who's not paying the rent, and you want to evict them, evict them, and we won't be able to see the court date until, you know, May or June, or whenever they reopen, uh, and they'll be first come, First server, whoever you know, turn those in 1st we'll get seen first. But as of right now, it's business as usual. Like they're they are just letting. I mean, it's up to it's up to us, right, as landlords. Uh, on my end, I am not evicting anybody, right, unless they are doing something illegal or you know one of those things. But like as far as for rent, um, I'm setting up payment plans. Uh, I think we're going to do reduced rent next month. We're going to reduce it by a hundred dollars and see how that does. Every just across the board, everybody's going to be. Uh, forgiven for a hundred dollars, and then we may go more the next month. Uh, we've sort of budgeted, or we figured out our budget, how much we absolutely need to make to keep the doors open, um, and we're going to try to hit that. Um, and it's, uh, but I know that I'm, I'm far in the minority uh, as far as landlords are doing this. Um, but I, you know, a lot of people are still charging late fees and still evicting, you know, five days after rent is due, and. It's pretty, pretty crappy, but, um, and I know most of us get a bad rap, but, uh, you know, there are, hopefully, you know, there are more good ones out there, um, especially right now. So anyway, I wanted to let you know that, um, you know, on my end, I'm doing what I can to help my tenants, but I know that most aren't and they don't have to because nobody's making them. And so anyway, it's pretty, pretty shitty out here and just, I don't know if it's going to get better, but, uh, it can certainly get worse. So, On that note, I love you guys. Bye.
1: Thanks, Andy. I mean, coming from a a non-entertaining fella like myself, (laughs) uh, I really appreciate the voicemail. Uh, I wonder, this is a thought I've had, I wonder if the extreme hit to the economy and people and employment, all of this is going to lead to some kind of action To protect tenants. Mm -hmm. Because listen. We love Andy. We appreciate his feedback. And him calling in. But if I'm going to be siding with someone. Who is in a a power position. I mean who who am I going to choose? The person in the power. Or the person out of the power. I'm going to be siding with someone out of power. And I think that there should be far stronger protections. For tenants. Than for landlords. Now look. I don't want Andy and and his life to suffer. I don't want Andy and his business to go away. But, you know, people need to be fucking taken care of. Life is fucking hard. And especially when something like this hits that no one has any control over whatsoever, those people need to be taken care of. So I I, I applaud Andy, and I think he said he was in business with his dad, for, for doing something. I'm not going to make a judgment call on whether it's enough. I have no idea. There's those metrics are un, uh, unavailable to me. Mm-hmm. How much rent? I don't know how much. If a hundred dollars is really that much mm-hmm. for us, a hundred bucks wouldn't be much because we live in Southern California. But in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. those rates are different. So right, right. I, I trust that Andy's a good guy and he's going to be doing as much as he can for sure for his people. So yeah, thanks for calling.
2: Certainly, um, <laughs> we have learned that we can't rely a whole lot on the government to do the right thing on these Uh. issues. So that, that has been super unfortunate, but I, I'm hopeful because I have seen, like we talked about a lot of positive stories where landlords are going to their tenants and saying, listen, We want to work with you on this what's going on right are you going to struggle i was paying bills online today and almost every single bill that i went to pay there was a a notice that popped up that said if you're struggling with your income due to COVID 19 please send us a message here to see if we can waive payments Hmm. for this time yeah yeah so i i'm hopeful that there will be extra attention and care paid to people who are struggling right now. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, again, Andy, thanks for the call. We appreciate it very much. Uh, If you would like to sound off, 657-464-7609, and then you can also email, I doubt it, at dollamore.com, and I think we have an email right now.
2: We do. So I just want to say before I start reading this that I'm going to read it as written. Okay? All right. So these are not my words. They are words that were written in the email. We got you. (laughs) Okay. Uh this was sent from the message form from Dollamore.com. So in the what do we call you section, this person wrote, I'm in Australia.
1: All right. Okay.
2: Sorry, this is so long. Hi, Brittany, Jesse, and Popeye. I'm so worried about you all in the US. The recent lunacy from Trump is very disturbing. It's hard to foresee that he could put the whole country at risk in this way. Do you have any sense of whether he can be stopped if he decides to end any shutdowns or come up with some other bullshit scheme? Could you please explain a bit about your health system and whether there is free testing? I hope there aren't any costs associated with testing or hospitalization. I live in Australia, and although our prime minister is an imbecile, he does now, at least, seem to be concerned. Two weeks ago, he was joking around like the he is and going to the rugby. We are now
1: in a sort of... Sh- and going to the rugby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we are now in a sort of shutdown. Pubs, clubs, cafes, restaurants, schools, in some cases, and all sport, sport being the one silver lining. Things open are supermarkets, bottle shops, and some department stores, public transport, banks, and some government offices. Supermarkets have put up plexiglass at the checkouts to protect workers and also marks on the floor so we keep away from each other.
1: We saw that at Costco today, too. Mm
2: -hmm. Most of our state borders are closed and there is no international travel in or out of the country. They have also doubled the unemployment benefit and extended it to all workers now out of work due to the shutdown. There is financial help for businesses and nonprofits. I personally don't think the shutdown has gone far enough, but things might change in the next week. Our Prime Minister is a God-bothering knobhead, and I feel <laughs> sick just seeing the cat's <laughs> face. Yeah. But he is not mentally ill in the same way as Trump, and even he, the Prime Minister, believes in free health care, and he is, in Australian terms, a conservative. I really can't thank you both enough for seeing us through all this. And then it says, love, K-A-T-J-A. And I don't want to pronounce that incorrectly. So I'm reading it. All right. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's actually a, a, a good question. I don't know about uh, cost for testing. Is that, is that something you're, uh, you're up on?
2: Well, on March 18th, they passed the Families First Coronavirus Response Act.
1: Yeah, the stimulus package. And,
2: right. And that did include provisions for covering testing, oh, testing good. being free. And insurance companies, it's kind of been rapidly changing. I think two days ago, uh, Trump announced that another insurance company had come forward and joined the other insurance companies that are now waiving um, deductibles and co-payments for coronavirus treatment mm-hmm. and hospitalization. So I think it that's kind of something that's rapidly changing in terms of what is or is not being covered. But it seems like the general trend is toward insurance companies doing the right thing, only because of increasing pressure as other insurance yeah. companies join that pool of insurance well, it, companies doing the right thing. It's like
1: I was saying earlier about th- some of the changes that might come from this if they if they're going to be t- go total capitalistic about this the people are going to fucking go outrage Central and goddamn eat the rich. It's going to be a situation where, you know what? Fuck you. You're bringing on Medicare for all in, in in the way that you're heartlessly dealing with people who are poor and whatever situation they have. And they end up with a $35,000 fucking bill because of uh, coronavirus treatment.
2: Well, you also, I think, possibly saw that Hillary Clinton tweet that everyone was laughing at where she talked about millions of Americans now losing their Healthcare coverage because of their lack of of employment. Yeah. And she said open the healthcare exchanges now rather than
1: Medicare Medicare for for All now. now,
2: Right. And everyone was, you know, retweeting it and saying
1: Good. She needs to be dragged for that. Joe Biden even is like, Nope, not even now. This is not a reason. Medicare for all wouldn't help this. Ah, Fucking come on, dude. Come on, dude. Am I right, Brittany Page?
2: About Joe Biden? (laughs) Yes. Yes, Yes, you are right. Anyway. I mean, you're not Joe Rogan, right? Uh,
1: We'll get to that next episode. Joe Rogan, by the way, spoiler alert, said to Eric Weinstein that he's going to vote for Trump before he'll vote for Biden. That
2: he would rather vote for Trump than Biden, Uh. right? Because... Because who's going to be, you're going to have to rely on the cabinet and a year in he's going to be, I mean, it's Joe Rogan is a
1: fucking moron. We'll we'll get to that next episode. We'll have the audio for you. Uh, Anyway, thanks everybody for the, for the, for the call, for the emails. We appreciate all the communication. Uh, Really, it's, we're here to provide a platform for you to amplify your voice and your opinion. And uh, of course, always uh, mixing it up.
2: Before I get into this this list of names that we have here, I want to read a tweet that we received related to shopping using the dollamore.com slash Amazon link. (laughs) Someone tweeted, Jeff Bezos is a monster, and I hate that I depend so much on Amazon for so many of my household and other items. The way I keep my conscience somewhat clear is I use dollamore.com slash Amazon, so Brittany E. Page and Dollamore get a percentage of the sales.
1: Yes.
2: That is very nice. I would
1: retweet that, but I don't want to promote I know Amazon's <laughs> fucking business.
2: Yes. So, thank you for that, and now we will read this list of new Patreon supporters. Charity. Charity. Robert. Robert. Marion.
1: Marion. Stephen. Stephen. B. B. Maureen. Maureen. Maureen Shirley, Shirley. Shirley. Christian. Christian!
2: And Andy! Andy! Apparently we are entertaining after all, Andy. (laughs) That's right. That is right, sir. We thank each and every one of you for helping to support the show. We would not be able to do this without you. And listen, we've received a lot of messages of people just telling us that they're thankful that the show exists and that we have been entertainment to help them get through difficult days and that this has been a difficult you, time you hear
1: that andy <laughs> did you hear that andy some people find us entertaining they
2: have disagreements with andy on this <laughs> issue yes and
1: he's the fucking odd man out i'll tell he, you
2: he really is not
1: only is he a goddamn landlord <laughs> he doesn't find this show entertaining <laughs>
2: no we we love andy and we love all of our patreon supporters and listen If you cannot support us on Patreon, you can shop on Amazon as long as you're aware of how terrible Amazon is as a company using dollamore.com slash Amazon. And you can also just review us on iTunes. That's free.
1: Fantastic.
2: Make sure you don't use profanity. And listen, if you don't want to do that, you should, because it takes, like, two seconds, and it's really no problem for you. But fine, if you don't want to do that. I mean, you're
1: home at, anyway. Yeah, you're not doing home. anything. What Come are on. you doing that you can't fucking review the show?
2: Put down Candy Crush, Lisa, and review the show, is what I'm saying. Okay? That's all you need to do. Someone,
1: I bet you, is going to fucking feel attacked. I'm sure that they will. That is an attack.
2: <laughs> but seriously... We're thankful to each and every one of you, and be sure to like the Facebook page because we share articles there, we share tweets that we come across, we, we share a lot of stuff there that we don't talk about on the show. So oh. if you want to kind of get a full perspective of what we're thinking about, what we're reading during the week, that's a really yeah, a great, good place to go. Great point. Also, Twitter, at Brittany E. Page, at Dollamore.
1: We even w- have a Reddit. We do. It's uh, R. It's just Dollamore. or the Reddit's the, my just last name. There D-O-L-L-E-M-O-R-E. you go. D o l l e m o r e.
2: I don't know anything about Reddit, but I. Will... I
1: rest assured,
2: we have a Reddit. I'll check it out. Listener,
1: Stephen, Florida. All set right. that up. Yeah. All
2: right. Very nice.
1: Fantastic. All right, you guys. Moving on. <laughs> Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. Throughout this coronavirus nightmare that we're going through, there's been a lot of talk, obviously, about social distancing. Last week in Florida, a, a pastor was arrested, or a warrant was put out for his arrest. I don't know if they actually took him into custody, because he would not stop. With his fucking church services. Well Gary Tuckman from CNN. Went out to this church in Ohio. And interviewed some of the parishioners. As they were leaving. And I just. I want to talk about this because. This is also one of those balancing moments. Faith is important to a lot of people. It, it brings them something. Some value. It doesn't bring anything to me. It did it one time, but if, if that is what you need in these times, I'm all for that, but not at the expense of possibly infecting others or sickening yourself. And that is where we are right now with so many churches who aren't closing their doors. Here's Gary Tuckman
0: Driving out of this Ohio parking lot is a woman who just attended a church service with dozens of other people. Including children can I ask you about your decision to go to church to be inside that building
1: I wouldn't be anywhere else
0: aren't you concerned you could infect other people if you get sick inside No people who don't go to the no
3: church. I'm covered in Jesus's blood. I'm yes. covered in Jesus' blood.
0: Are other people who don't go to this church who you might encounter?
3: All of these people go to this church. No, but
0: you're going to be in places where other people I go are. to the
1: grocery store every day. I'm in Walmart, what? Home Depot, all of those but people. But you could get them
0: sick from what happens They in the could
1: church. get me sick, but they're not because I'm covered in his blood. Thank you very much.
0: Ninety minutes earlier, we watched as people arrived at this evangelical congregation, the Solid Rock Church in Cincinnati. This couple about to walk in with a toddler and a baby. And then there is this woman and man arriving. The woman hugs the man. That same man hugs a woman inside. The arriving woman hugs a man inside. And then she hugs a woman. Church leaders would not talk to us on camera, but have posted this statement, which implicitly refers to the pandemic and adds, for that reason, we believe that the doors of Solid Rock Church should remain open. The church says it practices social distancing inside, but the pastors would not allow us in. So we have no way of confirming that. Either way, it doesn't address the potential dangers of large gatherings. What if one person is infected? You're all in that building together. It's a large gathering. I am absolutely not concerned. The blood of Jesus cures every disease. Psalms 91, read it. Miss, you can get somebody else sick if you get sick inside Well, what if you got it? You can get me sick. What if you get others sick, though, who don't go to this church?
1: We have, there's not one person sick. How do you know? Because I know I'm the pastor. How Uh, do you know? Because
0: I would hear about it if somebody was sick. Oh, you could be asymptomatic, sir.
1: You better not print no fake news about me or you'll hear from me. What we heard were
0: a lot of people who made up their minds. This man, though, sounded a bit different. I, I see both sides of the story. You do see both sides, though. Oh, yeah, I see both sides. I mean, why not just pray on the Internet? Pray with your family right now to keep people a little It's safer. called, it's called uh, values and liberty. You have the choice as an American, but if you're infected, sir, and you go into the grocery store and you run into someone and get them infected, that's why not? not them, why not it? flip it the other way? That could happen too. You but know, you, you're increasing your chance of getting them sick, right?
1: Could be.
3: Gary joins us now. Um, are there congregants at all you talked to, uh, or who were, I guess weren't there, who aren't happy that the church is staying open?
0: Yes, there's a number of congregants who are not happy that this church has stayed open. We talked to two of them yesterday. They love this church, but they are not going inside the church. They think it's a bad decision to leave the church open, but they did not want to talk on camera. They did not want to give their names because they don't want to ostracize themselves from their friends in the church. We did yeah. talk to one lady who was in the church about how crowded the church was Anderson. She told us it's much emptier than it was a few weeks ago. Nevertheless, we saw Between 70 and 75 people walk in the church, and there may have been more that we didn't see. Do you know if they have a
3: video hookup so congregants can can worship at home uh, and attend services online? Yeah, so traditionally they do have a hookup.
0: You just see the preacher, though. You don't see the people in the crowd. So, yes, you can pray that way, and a lot of people do pray that way. But as far as only praying that way, they're staying open for now.
2: This was so disappointing to listen to and also maddening. I think until they talked to that last guy who seems a little bit more open to new information and I mean
1: not not the first lady. Definitely She's not a
2: Christian. <laughs> definitely not the first lady. Definitely not the first lady. But I it just makes me sad, right? Because you think of the governor Brian Kemp And how he didn't know, or claims he didn't know, right? That people could be asymptomatic and spread the disease, spread the virus around, and you kind of get a sense of that when when Gary Tuckman was talking to the pastor as well, right? Gary Tuckman talks about someone being asymptomatic and you have to wonder, does the pastor really even know what Gary Tuckman is saying there? Especially when his response is like don't print no fake news. Better not print
1: no fake news about me or you'll be hearing from me. Oh, CNN's real worried about you, Pastor Dickface. Yeah.
2: So it's just really it's really upsetting to think of the number of people that are being influenced and led by this person who is leading them astray, putting them at risk, not just putting them at risk, but putting the wider community at risk. Because like Gary Tuckman said, these people are not just staying in the congregation and then going home and isolating yeah. themselves at home. Like she said, she's going to the grocery store, Home Depot. Like she named all of these places that she hangs out in regularly. Ugh. And But thank
1: goodness she's covered in blood. It, Which is just a weird... Listen, I come from this faith tradition where I used to talk about by his stripes I am healed and I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. I don't know that I ever used the, the, the phrase that I'm covered in the blood. I'm just covered in blood. It's just bloods all over me. It's also, also to the point of the blood of Jesus Christ cures every disease. Tell that to the millions of people who die every year from cancer. The blood of Jesus wasn't doing much for them this year. Tell that to the tens of thousands of people who have died from coronavirus already. What? Was they just got a bad batch of the blood? What's the problem with the Jesus blood that they died? I mean, come on.
0: Views and opinions expressed by Jesse Dollarmore are solely those of Jesse Dollarmore and do not reflect the views and opinions of (laughs) Brittany Perkins, who is a far superior person and much more measured and reasonable in her views and analysis. You know
2: who else I think we need a disclaimer for is Popeye, because we we don't know how he feels about that. But one thing I will say is every time you paused... He let out a very loud snore. So I don't know if that's going to be heard on the audio. Listen, According to your claim, my jacket is going to be
1: pop. Well, it won't hear because the intro music was playing over it. Mm, mm. Oh, you, you, I tell you what, I'll boost that fucking audio, now, uh, and people will be like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah, Until I'm, they get here. I'm sure
2: you're going to spend more time of your day doing that. Not going to do yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not
1: going to do that. So,
2: uh, <laughs> but I hope that there will be this. Rethinking, retooling that happens in faith communities. It's already happening, right? You can go online. You don't need to do this. These are only certain types of churches that like have suspicion of governments and government intrusion and don't tread on me. Who have
1: pastors that talk about writing fake news about them. Come on.
2: They're the Eamon Bundy type people that are like meeting secretly in the woods because they don't like being told what to do ever by anybody. We get it, okay? But there's serious things happening right now and it isn't about you and you're supposed to be about community and caring for other people and now it's really time for you to take that lesson to heart and stop leading your people astray and do the responsible thing, not the selfish thing.
1: Yeah. And that's really what it is. I mean, ha- have an eye for humanity. Have an eye for God's children and not your goddamn bizarre beliefs of your death cult and you're covered in blood. It's like a fucking Rob Zombie movie, man. All right. All right. Thanks for that, Gary Tuckman.
2: Does Rob Zombie make movies?
1: Oh yeah, like gore horror, yeah.
2: Like gore horror movies. Yeah, gore Don't horror. you know about the gore horror movies the that horror. Rob Zombie makes?
1: <laughs> Speaking of gore horror, mm. <laughs> Anthony Fauci was on Fox News oh the other day.
2: This was such a great appearance. I swear I I just want to say how exhausting for Anthony Fauci, Dr. Yes. Anthony Fauci. Going out with
1: these f- three goddamn ding not dongs. Not just
2: these people, but just having to make the rounds and essentially giving like science 101 lessons to everybody, yeah, right? Yeah. About how critical thinking works and about how we evaluate evidence. I mean, it must be exhausting to speak to adults that are again on these platforms, with the ability to influence millions of people who do not understand very basic concepts, yeah, absolutely, that's terrifying, and I'm sure it's exhausting for him to constantly have to deal with it. So
1: let me set the stage here: you've got each th- each one of the three musketeers of moronism is <laughs> is uh, they're at home, so they're all broadcasting in their own, from their own little window, and then you've got a fourth window, which is Dr. Fauci. Uh, we've got Steve Ducey, we got Brian Kilmeade, and of course, the lovely and talented Ainsley Earhart. What about the majority?
2: Okay, i so tired of protecting the minority.
1: And they're talking <laughs> about this same claim that Donald Trump is constantly running his mouth about, which is this, um, this uh, drug that is used to treat malaria and lupus and some other conditions that is now in short supply because people are hoarding it. Because they believe it will cure them of the coronavirus. And they're asking Dr. Fauci about that.
4: All right.
0: Dr. Fauci, uh, there was a, a worldwide study made of 6,000 doctors in 30 different countries. And uh, but, uh, the uh, final percentage was 37% of the doctors said that hydroxychloroquine was the most effective treatment against COVID-19. Now, here in the United States right now, uh, only about 23 percent of the doctors prescribe it, which is far less than other countries. And we had Dr. Oz on just one hour ago, and he actually was talking about this story. And uh, Dr. Oz, Dr. Fauci, has this question to you about the studies.
4: I wonder if he was impressed Uh, What his thoughts are about the Chinese study that we discussed yesterday from Wuhan that reflected statistically significant improvement in recovery from fever, from cough, and in pneumonia as well. Yeah, you want my response to that? So there
0: you go. Uh,
4: Yeah, I mean, so that was not a very robust study. It is still possible that there is a beneficial effect. But the study that was just quoted... on a scale of strength of evidence, that's not overwhelmingly strong. It's an indication, a hint of it. But getting back to what you said just a moment ago, that X percent, I think you said 37% of doctors feel that it's beneficial. (laughs) We don't operate on how you feel. We operate on what evidence is and data is. So although there is some suggestion with the study that was just mentioned, by Dr. Oz, I mean, granted that there is a suggestion that there is a benefit there, I think we've gotta be careful that we don't make that majestic leap to assume that this is a knockout drug. We still need to do the kinds of studies that definitively prove whether any intervention, not just this one, any intervention is truly safe and effective. But when you don't have that information, it's understandable And and I grant that it's understandable why people may want to take something anyway, even with the slightest hint of it being effective. And I have no problem with that. Seventy five percent of all everyone in Spain is taking with success. French and and Chinese take it and their doctors are taking it. There's a lot of positive things. And I would be very curious, doctor, to see if anyone who's taken this for lupus or arthritis has gotten the coronavirus. That would be one way to go the other way to see about this study. But let's yeah. talk about some way to get, get. Uh, do you want to respond to that? No, Jesus. I mean, uh, obviously this is a good drug uh, in many respects for some of the diseases you mentioned. And the one thing we don't want to happen is that individuals who really need a drug with a proven indication don't have it available. But just one, I, I can't escape getting back to you said 75% of doctors think that it works. Uh, we really don't no, care what seventy-five percent think it works. You know that's not the no, issue. No, no. no, no. Uh, I should clarify because I said Spain. Seventy-two percent of the doctors in Spain are prescribing it. Okay, good. Okay, well that's fine.
2: So, Dr. Okay, Fauci, uh, let me just
4: say, go ahead, Ainsley.
2: Dr. Fauci, go when ahead. it comes to that drug, we're hearing we're hearing different reports. I'm hearing we're getting millions of these pills from from Israel. And then I'm hearing some of these governors are not allowing doctors to write the prescriptions because they want to save them for those patients, the lupus and the arthritis yeah. patients. Can the, can the president say, I know there's this fight between the president and some of these Democratic leaders. The president wants states to decide, Democratic leaders wants him, want him to come out with this, you know, the requirements for the entire country. Is there some, I'm just wondering if that drug is available, if we do have enough of those drugs. Why aren't we giving that to people in New York that are so hit, they're so hit we're hit hard here and people are dying?
4: Well, first of all, th- this is an approved drug for another indication and doctors can and the FDA has made it very clear that doctors can prescribe it on what we call off-label. There's no inhibition for that. So a considerable amount of drug was made available as you remember just a few days ago But the FDA was very clear that they're not going to be inhibiting anyone from doing an off-label prescription of the drug. So they're free to do that if they want to.
0: Right. Uh, Dr. Fauci, let's talk a little bit about this. Um, Obviously, and nobody knows better than you.
1: uh, Nobody knows better than... They they use Donald Trump's language. It's fucking dumbfuck circus.
2: Uh, so I think the way you pronounce this drug is hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, that's right. And it, it actually, they're acting like there's some sort of barrier in place that this drug that is a miracle drug in Spain is not being used here and that it's a cover-up. I mean, that's the way that Fox and Friends is acting, right? Of course. And, you know, there's no proven treatment right now for coronavirus. And everyone is so desperate, as you can see on Fox and Friends, to grasp onto some sort of cure because we're in a very uncertain time and we don't feel as though we have any control. And so what does... Well, they just
1: add to the hysteria and add to the anxiety by acting like there's a conspiracy to keep the cure from people.
2: But what does make you feel like you have control? And this is why conspiracy theories exist. Yeah. Because people can then offer explanations for things that are happening in the world and they don't feel as afraid. They don't feel like they don't know what's going on. They feel like they do know what's going on and that they do have the answers. And that's why Donald Trump does what he does in promoting this drug as though it's a cure, because he is afraid to stand up there and say, I don't know when this is going to end. There's no cure. We all have to kind of live with this uncertainty and this fear that we have. And exactly I don't right. have any answers for you. Yeah. And he doesn't feel as though that's what a leader does when really that is what a leader does.
1: It's exactly what a leader and does. And a
2: leader leads people through very scary and uncertain situations in a way that does give them hope without giving them false hope. So back to what I was saying earlier, that hospitals here have been simply just giving the hydroxychloroquine to patients because they feel like it'll maybe help and probably not hurt because it's a relatively safe drug. So that has been happening. It's not as though it that's not happening. They're withholding yeah, this drug from exactly. people. It's just that we haven't proven, as Dr. Am- Anthony Fauci said, with robust data, that this is the cure.
1: Yeah. Well, also, it because there's an overprescription of it relative to a normal time, there's a shortage for people who actually fucking need the drug for the condition they suffer from. Mm -hmm. There is a negative consequence of prescribing this when it hasn't been proven Mm -hmm. to do what they're claiming that it does.
2: Well, in this study was the study that they're talking about. This latest one was posted on an online server for medical articles on March 31st before undergoing peer review by other researchers. So we're really just talking about this report that was like just posted. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a small study, 62 patients that had mild or moderate symptoms. They were not severe cases of COVID-19. And so when you when you have people bringing these things up, right, like, oh, I read the abstract of this small study, and I think that now this means there's a cure. Dr. Anthony Fauci, what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> You can imagine how frustrating it is to have to wade through this and explain to people that because one small study is put online, that that doesn't mean that we need to start passing this out to everyone or that we need to make it widely available to treat the coronavirus cases in this country. Yeah. it, it And it sucks because we have to keep saying follow the evidence where the evidence leads, right? And wait as more evidence comes out and a lot of people are saying I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm afraid. Yeah. But that's what we have
1: to do. Well, you have to do it because of the fact that when you when you when you develop the way I understand it, obviously I'm not a doctor. Everybody just so you know. <laughs> but when you're developing a vaccine, oftentimes I don't know how often, but it does happen that it can do more damage than it does good. It's not always that, oh, well, that didn't work, but no harm, no foul. Sometimes there is damage that can be done. It can make your condition worse. So they really have to go through this stringent process because millions and millions and millions of lives are at stake. So anyway, I was going to go. I don't have it in me. We have a, a... A back and forth between Jim Acosta from CNN and uh, Donald Trump. But I I don't have it in me. So we're going to skip it. I I just I can't fucking do it. I can't listen to his stupid ass droning on voice.
2: You have been really struggling with... I've been playing the press briefings and yesterday you walked out of the room and said (laughs) that you couldn't listen to it anymore. I just got
1: up and left the studio. Yeah, which...
2: Is fair, and we actually hear from listeners quite often that they skip past any time we're playing Donald Trump's voice yeah, because yeah. they can't do it and they feel so angry. And fair enough, but I I have been torturing myself watching the press briefings
1: just because well, it's good that we're on we're on a different cycle. When you're sick of it, I'm yeah, I'm in for it. That's and, true. You know, it's good that one of us is, is fucking good going through it.
2: Well, and I I want to be able to see all the horrifying moments, like when he talked about models. Right? Oh yeah. Now, he was speaking at first about models projecting where the virus will go and how much worse this is going to be.
1: He hasn't been involved with those models, right, not those kind of models. I've been involved in some other models
2: right Re- right, referring to how he has had sex with models. I mean, I don't understand standing how we're supposed to continue in the White
1: House press briefing room, he's saying this shit I mean it's um. Exactly, Brittany. Yeah. It is exactly that. Yes. So we're just gonna wrap the show with some good, some actually remarkable fucking news.
2: Taken care of biz. Bill Gates.
1: Bill Gates.
2: Bill and Melinda Gates, because they have the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Gates Foundation. Oh, they have like different, is it called two different things or is it the same thing? I don't know.
1: I think it's the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation.
2: So people have issues with Bill Gates and...
1: Some of those are justified.
2: Some of those are certainly justified, but I will say that I have appreciated his appearances on various news networks talking about the pandemic. And something that I like about what he does is he defers to other people's expertise, right? And he knows where to find experts and he brings them in. And
1: he actually does the thing that Donald Trump acts like he does.
2: Right. Yes. We
1: have the smartest people. Bill Gates does this.
2: So here's what Bill Gates announced that he's going to do. He's going to set up factories to manufacture seven leading vaccine candidates. Okay. Okay. We don't know which of these seven is actually going to be the safest or the best one, but he wants to be able to test all of them at the same time for time's sake. Yeah. Right. So he's going to be investing all this money in this project just to try to find the best vaccine in the shortest amount of time possible, knowing that a lot of this is going to be wasted time and wasted money. Um, So I want to read a little bit about. The plan here.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
2: Gates said he was picking the top seven vaccine candidates and building manufacturing capacity for them. Quote, even though we'll end up picking at most two of them, we're going to fund factories for all seven just so that we don't waste time in serially saying, OK, which vaccine works and then building the factory, he said. Gates said that simultaneously testing and building manufacturing capacity is essential to the quick development of a vaccine, which Gates thinks could take about 18 months in a Washington Post op-ed article published earlier this week, Gates said some of the top candidates required unique equipment, quote, it will be a few billion dollars we'll waste on manufacturing for the constructs that don't get picked because something else is better. But a few billion in this, the situation we're in, where there's trillions of dollars being lost economically, it is worth it.
1: Yeah. And that's that is something. That is truly altruistic. He's throwing, knowing he's going into something, knowing I'm going to be wasting billions of dollars just so we can speed this process up and save countless fucking lives in the process. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really great.
2: So he is taking care of biz today, and I hope that other people with enormous amounts of cash will also follow his lead and continue to do important work and give lots of their money away. Yeah, sure.
1: Also, if you're listening, people with tons of money to throw away, (laughs) dollamore.com slash Patreon is how you can support this particular program. Yes. Where I scream and yell, and Brittany, you know, uh, corrects me. That's kind of how it works.
2: Mm, don't correct you that often, but sure.
1: We love you guys. We appreciate you. We're going to end it there. We'd love to hear from you, though. 657-464-7609. Of course, email voice memos from your smartphone, as well as regular old-fashioned emails to idoubtit at dollamore.com. We will see you next time. And until then, for Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dolamore, and this has been I Doubt It.